Hey, Paranormal Distributions listeners, this is Cypress. Connor's out sick today. I'm bringing you a special field report from Joel Hertzfeld. Enjoy. Welcome to Paranormal Distributions with Connor and Cypress, bringing you spooky stories from the depths of the internet. We kind of sort of believe. Go there today and there isn't much to see. A circular walkway tucked in between Brickell Key and the Brickell Avenue Bridge over the Miami River. William Brickell himself wouldn't have known about it when he teamed up with Julia Tuttle, who had herself convinced railroad and development tycoon William Flagler to invest heavily in the area, founding the city of Miami. The modern story began in 1998, when a developer named Michael Bauman commissioned what should have been a routine archaeological survey on the site where he wanted to build his condos. He almost didn't even do it. It was only through the persistence of Bob Carr, the director of the Miami-Dade County Historic Preservation Division, that the survey, which is mandatory on paper, was begun. Carr's team had to dig past the concrete slabs and pipes that remained from the previous apartments on that site before their work could even begin. But it was worth it. What they found would change our understanding of an entire ancient culture. Digging on the site, Bob Carr found a series of holes cut right into the bedrock. The surveyor noticed they seemed to outline an arc and projected the team would uncover a circle, even giving locations for the center and other holes along the circumference. And he was right. The team uncovered a series of 24 rectangular holes in the limestone, outlining a perfect circle 38 feet in diameter. Today, we call it the Miami Circle. The holes by themselves were interesting, but it wasn't until they started pulling things out of the holes that things started getting weird. Pieces of charcoal told scientists through carbon dating the site was between 1,800 and 2,000 years old. That came as a surprise, because there wasn't supposed to have been permanent structures in that region that long ago. Pre-Columbian humans did construct roundhouses and buildings, but never anything drilled into limestone. Even today, the Miami Circle is the only prehistoric structure cut into bedrock in the eastern U.S. Aside from the 24 main holes that made up the circumference of the circle, Carr also discovered about 200 additional round holes bored into the limestone within the circle, each 2 or 3 inches in diameter. They seem to be anchor holes for posts that would have been part of some sort of structure. But what kind of structure, or who could have built it, no one knew. The pattern of the post holes seemed random and didn't match any geometric templates of other round indigenous homes scientists have studied. On top of that, the rectangular shape of the main holes was perplexing, as pre-Columbian post holes are round or oval, not rectangular. The car dig also found pottery, tools of shell and bone and shark teeth, and a dolphin skull. Also the carapace of a sea turtle and a five-foot shark skeleton. There were also several monk seal teeth and four human teeth. Two basalt axe heads were especially mysterious. The stone of the axes, scientists determined, likely came from Macon, Georgia, a thousand-mile trade route away. Tools to be sought after, no doubt since the tool materials available locally were mere shell or bone. And yet, 
The axe heads were unmarked, apparently never used. One of them had even been put deliberately into a circular hole. There's an eye cut into one of the rectangular basin holes on the east, complete with a stone pupil. The shark and sea turtle had been buried east-west with the heads to the west, as a human body would have been. The mysterious circle soon made headlines around the world. Who made it, and for what purpose? Was the circle built by the Mayans as a Stonehenge-like calendar? Could it be a monument to some lost culture? It didn't take long after for New Agers and crackpots to flock to the scene. Maybe it was built by people from Atlantis, or etched by UFOs. At first, archaeologists thought the site was Central American in origin, but the artifacts didn't line up with what they knew about Mayan or Olmec cultures. Instead, the artifacts pointed to the local indigenous people, the Tequesta. The Tequesta lived on the eastern edge of southern Florida for about 2,000 years between 300 BCE and the 1800s. They were eventually wiped out by Europeans through forced resettlement, war, and disease, with the remnants migrating and assimilating in Cuba. They ate mostly what they hunted and fished from the sea, and also harvested a wide range of native plants, but they never had agriculture. They believed a person has three souls, in the eyes, the shadow, and the reflection. The Spanish and other European explorers who reached Florida wrote of their brutality. Many would-be explorers, they said, were clubbed to death immediately upon landing ashore. According to one account, the Tequesta were also practitioners of human sacrifice. No one had ever thought them more than a tiny tribe of primitive fishermen and seasonal hunter-gatherers, Everglades nomads living in temporary shelters. What business did they have with something as huge as whatever the Miami Circle once was? And what could it have been used for? Well, despite the human teeth found, there was no other evidence to indicate that the site was used for burial. If it was a dwelling, why isn't there other evidence of inhabitation? Damningly, there was no evidence of a hearth. Also conspicuously absent is any evidence of a living floor. That's the term archaeologists use to talk about the floors where people walked and ate and swept trash under their benches, and they always come with a host of telltale artifacts pointing to their existence. Perhaps it was some sort of ceremonial structure. The unused axe heads did point to some sort of ritualistic practice. For years, though, scientists could only speculate. Then, in 2005, Bob Carr discovered a second circle, this one across the Miami River on the North Bank. This one was dubbed the Royal Palm Circle, and it got almost no media attention. Carbon dating says the site is 1,400 years old. The circle is 36 feet in diameter, bounded by a double set of round post holes, different from the large rectangular basins of the Miami Circle. Carr believes these circumference holes anchored pine poles that made up the sides of round buildings where the Tequesta lived. Carr has since uncovered even more smaller circles downtown. Like the Royal Palm Circle, these circles consisted of random arrangements of post holes contained within a bounding circle of post holes. More structures. It was Dr. Randolph Widener of the University of Houston who first had the idea that explains the mystery of the internal post holes ungeometric layout. The answer, he said, was the weather. The Tequesta knew better than to build homes at ground level in hurricane-prone Florida. They'd be swept away by flooding. Instead, they built their houses on stilts with elevated floors. There was no pattern to the post holes within the circles because they weren't holding up walls, but rather 
floors. This also explains why there was no evidence of hearths on these sites. The fires would never have been on the rock. Carr also believes that the elevated dwellings were connected by walkways, pointing to series of post holes in straight lines as evidence. Widener observed that some post holes came in clusters. The reason for that, Widener says, is because the Tequesta would have been continuously replacing support beams as older ones rotted out. He estimated that each pole could have lasted about 50 years in that climate, meaning some of the structures with clusters of four, five, six, even seven post holes could have been standing hundreds of years. What it all amounts to is an entire permanent village, complete with its own avenues, perhaps the oldest prehistoric town in the eastern United States. It also paints a totally different picture of the Tequesta than we'd previously imagined. Instead of a nomadic people, we now know that they had a permanent settlement on the banks of the Miami River, and it's quite possible the village outdated the circle significantly. Carbon-dating shellfish that were eaten on the site turns up dates as far back as 730 BCE. Meanwhile, comparing the Miami circles to the smaller structures allows us to come to firmer conclusions about its nature. While the other post-hole circles were more likely domestic, the Miami circle must have been an important place, possibly religious. Some sort of large, ceremonial meeting place supported by hefty posts. Widener theorizes it was cone-shaped, with walls of woven grass and an open roof. The smaller dwellings probably had sloping, thatched roofs. Cooking probably happened on stone slabs on the raised floors of the houses. Today, the Miami Circle's holes have been filled in to better preserve them. Like I said, when I visited, it just looks like a round walkway populated by dog walkers and joggers. Look up, and you can see the bronze statue of a Tequesta family on top of the Brickell Avenue Bridge. But interest is still there. If you visit on a Tuesday night at 6 p.m., you'll find a candlelight vigil hosted by local shaman Catherine Hummingbird. You can hear her tell the story of the circle and its importance to indigenous peoples. Anyway, tune in next time, Paranormal Distributions listeners, for more tales of the unexpected and unusual. This has been your friendly field reporter, Joel Hertzfeld, Wishing you well from sunny Florida. Ciao! Hi listeners, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also go to our website, paradistpod.com, or email us at paradistpod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.